Let me ask you this. So um, USC, a big part into, into who you are today professionally? USC? Uh, yeah. yeah, I would definitely say so. Yeah, I um, I got the the internship at Team Downey because I'd had a screenwriting class with someone the year before who reached mm. out to me. And that was kind of what led to uh, to being here. So, yeah, a little over 11 years now. Evan, talk about that internship. How does it morph into what you're doing right now? Uh, you know, it was just meeting people, I think, really starting to do coverage there at the company, uh, meet the executives at the time. I think my my taste really grew with the company and vice versa because um, right. it was about, I think, two years old at that time. Um, so really just kind of getting a feel for the actual business, um, you know, kind of learning, learning what Susan and Robert really responded to, things like that, and then just kind of kept getting told to to come back and and grow from there. You know, is it is it kind of proving yourself in an internship where you get their trust to that level, right? Because I mean, uh, we're gonna get to Sweet Tooth in a moment. Wonderful yeah. show. So so is it Thank is you. it about is it about putting your time and getting your trust with them and then them seeing that you're on the same page? Is it is it about acquiring that over time? I think so. I think it's it's definitely a bit of that. And you know, I think even as great as USC was in the the film school program, and I, I started as a a theater major and then did a screenwriting minor. But I think it's such a unique industry that there's really it's always going to be trial by fire. The first real job you get, you know. Right, so I think right. a lot of it is learning the the ins and outs of the industry. And I think every every company is going to have its its specific wants and needs every um every actor every director all that stuff so i think being a talent driven company specifically like team danny is it's definitely learning the kinds of movies that robert likes that susan likes you know and trying to figure out what they aspire to do creatively now that they're at the at the top and wanting to do things um that they really feel passionate about and want to put out into the world that's a great answer. Uh, you know, Evan, I, I um, I, I've done over 400 interviews. I think I know my movies. I think I know my shows. I probably wake up every day of the week having a different definition for what a producer is. Could you once and for all, <laughs> in, in your words, tell me what a producer is? Because I feel like I have variations of what it could be. And I feel like on different projects, it does change the definition, right? Mm -hmm. Evan, totally. tell me, uh, let's just say Sweet Tooth, what your role as a producer is, what you do. I have a feeling I know, but coming from your mouth would probably be better. Yeah, of course. It's from from our perspective, I think we we always view producing as supporting the creator's vision. Um and like you said, that can vary wildly from project to project. Uh for us on Sweet Tooth, it was really we we read the graphic novels. We thought they were really incredible. Um you know, saw an opportunity to do something that felt very new within the post-apocalyptic space once we once we partnered with Jim Mickle and just all agreed that we didn't want to do something that felt like the the bleak kind of gray tone worlds that we'd seen before you know when we first uh, when we first started discussing the project it was in the height of Walking Dead and The Leftovers and as great as those shows were we felt like there was a real opportunity with Sweet Tooth because Jeff's graphic novels were so driven by Gus's hope and optimism at the end of the day. And we right. felt like there was something that we could do that could be viewed by the whole family, but not talk down to a younger audience. You know, we wanted to do something that I think we all grew up loving um, and wanted to aspire to make something that felt like it could combine all these different aspects of genres, but do it in a way that the whole family could watch. Um, 
So for Sweet Tooth specifically, it was really, you know, supporting Jim, kind of, I think, pushing him and pulling him where he needed to, to really kind of bring things to the surface. You know, I think we all creatively saw the same show, which I think is really critical and just helping him being like, what was your intention here? Okay, that's not, you know, totally coming to the surface. What can we adjust? What can we change? And I think really working with Jim and Linda and Warner Brothers and Netflix to just build out the supporting players, you know, from the the technical HODs to the cast, to the boots on the ground crew. Um, And I think everything just kind of came together in a really wonderful and magical way in New Zealand. You know, yeah, and we're going to get into that in a second, but you know, you're right about that. And that's one of the things that makes this work because it's like Stranger Things in that way, not in plot or anything else, but in the way that it it, can, it applies to age ranges, right? You could be mm-hmm. 10 and appreciate this and you can be 70 and appreciate it because there's times where I, this show does have a, 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 it knows how to use it, um, a touch of, it does have a touch of a little bit of that Walking Dead, maybe not the leftovers, but certainly a little bit of that Walking Dead, but it also has that hope. It has that, makes you want to keep coming back like that's the way it uses those things evan i feel like is is awesome and the fact that age ranges can all age ranges can watch it makes it makes it doubly awesome right yeah yeah that was was something we talked about especially with with netflix a lot you know we we wanted it to be something that younger audience could have an aspirational quality to you know because having that flirting with danger and flirting with the horror a little bit. We talked a lot, you know, Susan and Amanda uh, both have younger kids. So I think they felt really in tune with knowing that younger audiences want to feel older, you know, want to see an older, slightly older character that gets into dangerous and fun situations. And then I think the rest of us just wanted something that, you know, we would all be proud of and want to watch at the end of the day. And then something that, yeah, to your point, parents and grandparents could also uh, watch together. I think one of the one of the most gratifying things about Sweet Tooth is that we we were able to get you know anywhere from eight to eighty, um, yeah. and people saying like I watched it with my parents, I watched it with my grandparents, you know, uh, people my age who said I, I watched it with my nieces and nephews, um, and didn't feel like oh I have to watch this thing because my kids want to or because my you know younger families want to, but still feeling like it had something worthwhile on a, a story level, on a character level, on an acting level, all that stuff was, was uh, yeah, very gratifying. Watching something and watching something and loving it are two different things. And you're right. People watch it. Totally. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Um, so let me ask you this. Is Will Forte one of the most underrated actors on the planet? He's amazing. <laughs> like, I feel like he could do anything and he's so underrated and he's such a wonderful, wonderful actor. I, I would agree 1000% <laughs> with that sentiment. He, it's so funny. We we struggled for a long time uh, to find that puppet role. Um, it was someone that we we knew had to thread a really important needle because it is someone that packs a, a huge punch in the pilot and then comes back later in the first season. And finding that person that could be really charming in a short amount of time, you know, have the have the ability to work with a kid and really help propel that pilot into the the rest of the first season and someone that also you would just be devastated by when they passed away in in at the end of the pilot and finding that that perfect person was Will Forte um mm. you know far far and away and he he was just such a joy um on set and when we when Jim met with him, uh, we were we were a little bit worried. Oh, will he will he feel like he's done the post apocalyptic space? You know, with Last Man on Earth, even though very different show, and we all right. love that one. But 
but luckily he was um, so complimentary of Jim's writing when he read the pilot draft and I think really got along with Jim when they met and he was totally psyched to come down to New Zealand and was uh, the best. I mean, he and Christian bonded really quickly and I think, uh, you know, he just in a really wonderful way set the tone for for the set and what the show could be and was just uh, a, a joy to work with and really, I think, helped elevate the pilot. And talk about perfect casting. I mean, Christian, like I can't picture anyone else. It's like um, The Walking Dead with with Rick Grimes. Like nobody else but Andrew Lincoln could play this yeah. part. Like with Christian, no one else could play this part. You look at this kid; he was meant for this part. Like that's how I feel about it when totally. I watch the show. You know, we we got we got so lucky with Christian. He, you know, Carmen Cube, our casting director, who was incredible, also did the casting for Stranger Things. So she's she's no stranger to uh, no pun intended to to child <laughs> acting and child actors. Uh, but you know, she did a, a global search early on. We, we knew Christian, um, or we knew Gus was going to be one of, if not the most important role to cast. And she started very early and Christian was actually in the first batch of kids that we saw. Um, wow. and, and so it was, it was one of those things that was like, wow, this kid is amazing, but we're not going to find him right away. Like, let's keep searching, you know, we'll pin him. And we just kept coming back to Christian um, and finally brought him into Los Angeles for testing. And, you know, he was just incredible. And his his work ethic and his demeanor on set just really kind of imbued uh, across the whole production. And I think he embodied so many of Gus's traits and, yeah, could not do it without him and can't imagine anyone else in that role. Uh, one last observation about um, Sweet Tooth. Um, the, the the backdrop of New Zealand is stunning. Like, I'm a big cinematography guy, and Sweet mm. Tooth, as, as great as the characters and the story is and the, and, the, and the history behind the story, the way it looks is just impeccable. It's stunning. It's like you could pause it at any point in the show and hang that on your wall and be like, this is a painting. Like, it's that good. It's that It's that beautiful. It's, it's, it's hard to understate... Uh how much New Zealand uh, meant to the production. I think, I think both, both in terms of the, uh, the geography, like you're saying, like you truly can point the camera anywhere and it's, it's magical, um, particularly on the South Island where we did a lot of the, the larger vistas, you know, at the end of the pilot and some of the, the traveling shots, especially in the first season with Gus and Jeopard. And it's just, it's so beautiful down there and has epic scenery. The, the light just hits it in a different way, truly. And I think we we really wanted to use local DPs who knew how to light with that that very specific sun. Um, and all of our all of our DPs were really fantastic on the show, especially Dave Garbett, who is the lead DP, and just you know would make stunning stunning photographs every single day and make it seem easy and completely you know effortless in a way. Um, but yeah, I think in addition to the amazing scenery, just the the crews down there, the art department, they just all fed into the show in a really wonderful way. And I think be because they come from an island, an island nation, they, I think, almost embodied in a big way that the idea of environmentalism that plays throughout the show. I think they're they're very big on, you know, loving nature, having work life balance. So I think they they just brought so much passion and empathy to the show that is inherently uh, in Sweet Tooth. So I think just elevated the show in a way that a lot of other places wouldn't be able to. Yeah. Uh, you know, Sweet Tooth uh, season two, April 27th. Before I let you go, Evan, one last question. Because you are a part of Team Downey, I have yeah. to ask you, Robert, in your opinion, 
what is Robert's most uh, impressive work in your opinion as an actor? For me, the movie The Judge was shot 30 minutes from my house. He was so freaking good. Oh, wow. he, should, he should have been nominated for that movie. He was so good. But I mean, I, maybe I'm putting you in a bad spot here because if you say one, I feel like the uh, but whatever you wanted to say, because I was I was just curious. You, know, you work with Team Down, you're close, you're respected. I was curious how you viewed Robert as a, as a talent, obviously, favorably, but what, yeah. what, what, anything in particular in his filmography stands out for you? You know, I'll I'll definitely do a bit of the cop out and name name a few <laughs> of my favorites. Okay, <laughs> um, but uh, to me, you know, one of the one of the movies that that brought him back that Susan also worked on, um, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, I think oh, is one of his movie. best. You know, yeah. I think I think just in terms of offbeat investigative sensibilities and you know being able to do what he does so well of just showing a character think on screen, having having the humor in there, having the the humanity, um, also having, you know, really energetic stakes and stuff like that. I think that movie really stands above a lot of them. Uh, Zodiac is definitely one of my personal favorites. Um, I just think he's so good. Like the, the scene in the bar, um, Jim and I would actually talk about a lot down, down on set in New Zealand of just how, how good and funny he is in that one. Um, and then, I mean, you have to go with Chaplin too. He just, embodies that character so incredibly well uh so yeah I, i'd say those are probably top three that come to mind and those are three awesome answers and he seems like behind the behind the scenes he's even better to deal with i mean you would answer that more than i could but like i mean i feel like he's this guy in real life where he's just fun to work for energetic and you guys produce so many wonderful projects including the one we talked about today what a wonderful show evan yeah, thank you so much. No, he's he's really great to work for. He he and Susan, I think, really lead from a place of of passion. Um, and they've both been doing it for so long that I think feel very, very lucky to work with and for them. Um, and I think just wanting to work on stuff that we all care about is something that really, you know, vibes through the whole company and I think is is just a relief to feel like you care about what you do. And since we spend so much time doing it, um, and with people when we're in production, it's just, it's really fortunate. Evan, thank you for taking time out of your schedule today. I really appreciate it. You're fun no, talking. Thank you. Take care of yourself, Evan. Thanks so much.